Hey everybody, this is Just Sold with Brent McIntosh of the McIntosh Group at Remax River City. My name is Bryn Griffiths, and of course we have Bryn McIntosh with us, and a Happy New Year to you. Thank you, Bryn. Happy New Year. So you survived? <laughs> we made it through. Here it's, we are in January. Yeah, January 2021. 2020 is now yeah, old history, right? Thank God 2020 is over. <laughs> hey, we usually at the start of every month, we do a, a market update. Can, can we, before we get into that, can we talk about 2020? And, and I'm throwing a big compliment out to you guys, because I think like everybody, 2020 started off rather uh, abruptly with the COVID-19 stuff and a lot of businesses, some reacted and some just basically froze up. You guys, I think did a great job of taking a look in and judging the lay of the land and then adapting to what we were going through by the summer. And I th it sounds to me like you guys came through the back end of the year in pretty good shape. So congratulations on that. Well, thank you. Yes. You know what? For, for a couple of months, it looked a little scary. I'm not going to lie that uh, uh, halfway through March when, when things shut down everywhere and, and uh, April and May looked pretty bleak, we had to reinvent ourselves a little bit and, and come up with better ways to sell houses. And uh, I'm happy to say that our 2020 ended up being a rather successful year. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was very difficult in the spring months. And typically, April, May, and June are typically the busiest three months of real estate sales every single year in Edmonton. And this year, those were our three slowest months. And so we didn't really peak till July, August, and September this year. Very unusual so did you have to be more aggressive in the back half of the year or did it just kind of turn on a few things that maybe you did? You know what, uh, Bryn, and I don't know if we've talked about this before. One of the interesting facts that we started to track and, and notice was that when people were stuck at home, the internet traffic obviously went way up, especially if the boss isn't looking over your shoulder. Right. And our website in April went up 300% in views and our, my YouTube channel had 900% more views in April than it did in the previous month. So that was one of those things that we decided was going to be a factor as far as marketing properties that our presence on the internet had to be even bigger. So of course, you know, you go to uh, real estate websites like realtor.ca and, and you see pictures of a property, but we really wanted to up our game as a team and some of the things that we added to our repertoire was not only, you know, 30 to 50 pictures of a property, we added 360 degree tours of the property. We didn't just do one video. We didn't just do two videos on some of our listings. We actually did three different videos of the property to put on different platforms. Uh, we started doing floor plans of each and every listing that we took so that people could look at where the rooms are situated in the house prior to getting there. So one of the things that we've seen from 2020 and one of the things that we've learned going in here to 2021 is that buyers are going to look at a lot less properties than they once did. You're not going to see buyers going and looking at 20 to 30 homes anymore. They're going to do most of their looking online and narrow down that list. And, you know, they might look at four to five homes before purchasing a home now in person. Oh, and one other thing, you added a podcast. That's true. <laughs> How can I forget? Because uh, we're, this on, we're doing been it. One of the most fun things that we've added, <laughs> and, and uh, I definitely enjoy our weekly visits. Okay, well, let's stop looking back at 2020. Let's now look ahead at 2021. 
But we, to look ahead, we've just got to kind of sum up how we did in the month of December. So where do you want to start there? Like we usually talk about uh, the values of property. Let's go with that first and foremost. Sure. So Edmonton, and we've talked about this before, is definitely a blue collar town, meaning that people like homes here. They like backyards. They like garages. Uh, we seem we like basements. We seem to have a lot of stuff. Uh, if I compare an average Edmontonian to somebody who lives in, let's say, Vancouver or Toronto, they're completely different. Uh, where condos might rule the roost. So Edmonton single-family sales have been brisk this year. And in fact, the median sales price for an Edmonton single-family home is now at $400,000. It hasn't been at that uh, value since 2014, 2015. So we are up from last year at the exact same time uh, almost $30,000. The median sales price a year ago was 371900 And now we're sitting at 400000 for single-family homes. Um, one of the, the factors that made prices rise is the sales-to-listing ratio. So for the past five years, we've seen numbers in the 50s 2019, it was 54%. 2018, it was 50%. So that means that 50% of the homes that were listed actually sold. In 2020, it was 63%. So 63% of the homes that were listed in 2020 actually sold. Really great as far as driving that single family price. What about condos and acreages? They're still selling, are they not? Yeah, so condos is, is, again, proving to be the tough market. And, and if anybody has a condo for sale right now, they'll know that it's a lot tougher road to hoe, so to speak. So the, single, or the condo median sales price has dropped yet again, unfortunately. Last year at this time, it was 206500 It's now sitting at 192000 And that has, a, again, a lot to do with supply and demand. There were approximately the exact same amount of listings taken for condos this year, about 9,200 condo listings, um, but this year only 3,800 sold versus last year when 4,100 sold. So we actually had 300 less condo sales this year, dropping our sales to listing ratio from 45% to 41% in 2020. So hence dropping that condo median sales price. Acreages have actually been the best they've been in in the past five years. Hmm. And I think that has a lot to do with people being able to work at home and not having to make that drive into work. And uh, we've seen a huge increase in the amount of sales in acreages. In fact, um, in 2019, there was 805 acreages that sold in the Edmonton area. This year, there was 1,075. So there was almost 300 more. And in fact, there were 250 less listings for acreages. So our sales to listing ratio for acreages was 53% uh, versus 2019, where it was 36%. So a gigantic increase in the sales to listing ratio. Uh, the the median sales price rose from 562.5 to 571,500 for acreages. So 
this year it was a lot easier for acreages to sell than the previous four or five years. If you were a single person and you were in your 20s, is, do you think this is a good time to buy a condo because of the because it's cheaper? Or would you still steer people in the direction of a new home or a uh, you know previously owned home? Well, you know, I'm going to say, first of all, that depends. It'll depend on the price range. So what the condo market allows is for a lot of first home buyers to be able to get into the marketplace, perhaps in, in a price range that doesn't exist in single family homes. So let's talk about it. If you can only afford up to $200,000, then yes, the condo market is excellent to get into. Still way better than owning. Even when I'm talking about values dropping for condos, it's still, um, you can work it out on paper that it's still far more beneficial to own a condominium than to rent um, a property. If you can afford it, so if you can go over, let's say 300,000 um, is, is where, you know, the single family market starts to be where you get a, a really decent property, then I would suggest if you can afford that over 300,000 that buying the single family would be the better investment. But having said that again, condos serve a purpose. So you're not just buying a property, you're buying a lifestyle. Right. You're buying condominiums and perhaps that's something that the individual might want, that they don't want to have to worry about mowing or shoveling. Perhaps they travel, not, not necessarily in these conditions, but perhaps they're considering being in a lifestyle where they're gone for four to six months a year into a warmer climate and they don't want to have to worry about their house then the, that condominium definitely will prove to be something of, of an easier thing to look after. So that's when you're why I say you're buying a lifestyle is that that condominium can serve a different purpose. But if you can afford 300000 or more, I would tell you the better investment is the single family home. Driving through downtown a few weeks ago, and there's about three, three developments that appear to be on hold. And they are yeah. they're mixed use facilities. It's a hotel slash condo office tower. Do you right. what, what do you think is going to happen there? That that's quite a interesting mix. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, for those people who own condos in downtown, they know what a thorn all those new buildings have become. It there, there's a saying: if you build it, they will come. Well, but nobody has come, unfortunately, and they've really saturated the market. Right. I've given you some stats. Um, with the sales to listing ratio for single family homes by the end of the year, it was 63% for the average condominium in Edmonton, it was 41%. But when I look at the downtown apartment, uh, sales to listing ratio, it's actually 8.5%. Wow. So only eight, 8.5% of the condos that have been listed in downtown Edmonton this year have sold. So a much tougher market where they've really unfortunately saturated it. And we're seeing property values drop like crazy in downtown Edmonton. Just, again, it's the law of supply and demand. We often talk about what was the highest selling home in the past month or what was the lowest selling home the past month. Do you want to go down yeah, that road? So I always find this interesting. Enough, there, I, I always do because, you know, the, these expensive homes do exist in Edmonton, but they take a long time to sell. There was a home in Windermere. That was a 3,300 square foot walkout bungalow mm -hmm. and, uh, with a triple attached garage. Absolutely lovely home. And, and to put this in perspective, they pay over $16,000 a year in property taxes. Wow. We're talking about a very nice property. Uh, it had been on the market since 2017. O October 2nd of 2017 was when it was first listed 
at uh, just under $3 million. It just sold for just over $2 million at uh, $2,020,000. And so that was the highest selling home in December in, uh, in our marketplace. The lowest selling property was a condominium. It's a one-bedroom unit in Belvedere, so that's uh, 66th Street and 128th Avenue, and it was listed at 55000 and it sold for $52,800, and it's a 532-square-foot one-bedroom condominium. The condo fees there, by the way, uh, and this is something that's really unfortunately hurting the condo market, is that the condo fees are actually more money than what your mortgage payment would be. The condo fees are $452 a month. And that includes both the heat and the water. But that's one of those things that un unfortunately is underlying of why condo sales are dropping as much as they are. is because those condo fees are going up so exponentially. I got to go back to that highest selling home. That's like a million dollar difference over three years, huh? Yes. Yeah. And un unfortunately, that's not uncommon. So basically... You know, when we're looking at homes here in Edmonton, and, and I'm glad you brought that up, it, it's really interesting. If I'm buying a house, let's say, under a million dollars, typically, give or take a dollar or two, you're paying for um, what the cost would be approximately to rebuild that house, within 5% anyway. But when we get into the dream home market, and, and that starts, let's call it at a million dollars here in Edmonton, that it's no longer what that house would be to rebuild or replace, it's what somebody's willing to pay you for your dream home, not theirs. Because if you can afford a house over a million dollars, you can typically afford to build it yourself and put in the things that you want. And if you're going to buy somebody else's dream home, you typically want it at a, at a discount. So this $2 million house that they purchased would easily be 2.5 or more to replace or rebuild, maybe even all the way up to 3 million to, to rebuild this house as is. Are people buying property and then building more now than ever, do you think? No, what we're going, we're seeing about the exact same amount of sales that we've seen year after year here in Edmonton. So we're not seeing a gigantic increase. Um, it, it's staying on almost the exact same number for the past five years. Okay. Uh, which I'll take as a win, by the way. Uh, at least it's not going the other way. We're not seeing a gigantic influx of the population here in Edmonton. And that's what we really need to see. If we're going to see a bump, especially in the condo market, uh, is we need a whole bunch of new Edmontonians to move here. 50 to 100,000 is really what we're looking for. Okay. Now that sums up where we were. Let's talk about where we're going in the rest of this year. Some of the topics that we want to touch on. I know that you've got some great things planned over the next few months, and you've got guests lined up. I love it when you have guests on. What do we got to look forward to on future podcasts? Well, yeah, I, 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 I thought we'd have a little bit of fun and, and change up some things. And, and so we're going to talk about some mortgages on, um, with a couple of mortgage specialists. Uh, the ins and outs of how to, to get a mortgage. Uh, I thought uh, a really fun podcast that came to my mind over the Christmas uh, vacation was let's talk about haunted houses here in Edmonton. And uh, again, some of the things that uh, might be involved with selling a haunted house, in fact. And uh, I'm also, I've got some guests lined up for us to talk about different markets here in the country. Uh, because obviously I'm an expert when it comes to Edmonton, but uh, other marketplaces 
uh, I thought it'd be fun to see how their markets are. So I've got a realtor from Calgary, one from Victoria, one from Ottawa, arguably uh, the hottest market in the country, and another one who sells North Edmonton or North North Toronto, uh, who who the rest of us will be really envious as far as his average sale price in comparison to the rest of ours. So uh, kind of fun to talk about different marketplaces here in in uh, Canada and see what they're going through in comparison because um, obviously the prairies are hurting a little bit, but some of the other parts of the country are really booming as we see some of our population moving to warmer climates and or um, people coming from other countries moving into the Toronto area. Brent, to wrap things up here, we love feedback. How can people get a hold of you? You can always reach our team directly at 780-464-0075 or go to our website, macintoshgroup.ca. This is an incredible time to reach out to talk about what's going to happen in 2021 as far as selling your property. Um, We have a couple of interesting campaigns that we're going to do for our listings, some coming soon campaigns where we actually start marketing the property anywhere from a week to two weeks before it actually hits MLS to try to gather some excitement for that home. And we started doing it a little bit in December and had some great results where we actually have some waiting lists for people to see homes before they hit the market. And that will obviously generate um, the possibility anyway of multiple offer situations. So something really good for sellers. Uh, We always offer free market evaluations. So one of our team members can come to your house, no obligation, and show you what it's worth and then talk about some of the ways to get the most amount for that property. I suspect we're going to see a more average year, a more regular year in 2021, Bryn, compared to 2020. We had a pretty big slowdown in April and May and where, where people weren't sure what to do next. I suspect after nine, ten months of us living in these conditions that we're going to see a more regular year and I suspect that April, May, and June will be the busy months again, and it won't be the pushed back to the summer. So if you know somebody who's thinking about selling, it's far better for them to call us immediately and let us start marketing the property here in the spring rather than worrying about waiting till the summer. Um, as I think by the summer, again, it's going to be a more regular year. We'll probably see home prices drop in, in the summer like they normally do. Better to be pro- proactive than reactive, right? Better to be proactive than reactive. That's right. Don't wait till it's too late. Let's um, let's start the meetings right now. Easier for you to say that uh, in terms of proactive and reactive. I did it. I was wanting to get through it. Okay. Once again, for emails, if somebody wants to track you down, you've mentioned the phone number and the website, but email, how do they reach you? You can reach me directly, brent at macintoshgroup.ca. Thanks for your time. I'm looking forward to 2021. It's always fun when we chat, and you've got some great topics coming up, and we'll uh, get into that. So we'll check in with you later, okay? Thanks, Bryn. Talk All right. to you next week. Yep, thanks for listening, everybody.